Welcome to the KPC Podcast. This week's message is from a special guest speaker. It's from 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you, Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, keep your cup overflowing. And touch your other neighbor and say, keep the oil pouring, keep pouring the oil. Come on, say it like you mean it. Keep pouring the oil. Y'all know I like to start um, something funny before I speak. So last week, somebody sent me this. There was an Irish priest who was going to New York. And he was speeding and he was caught in Cincinnati. So the police came to him and said, "Um, why were you speeding? Were you drinking? What's that in the bottles? He said, they are just water. And the police said, but I smell alcohol in your mouth. What happened? Are Are you drinking wine? And the priest said, oh, no, he did it again. And I asked, I once asked a, uh, asked a friend, why are you, a, a little young boy who was drinking so much said, why are you drinking wine? And he said, well, Miss Edith, with all due respect, that was the first miracle Jesus did, and his mother told him to do that. Keep pouring the oil. Friends, I, I, I cannot explain the power that's in the anointing of God. You know, when you're anointed, you don't need a title. When you're anointed, you don't need anybody else's influence. When you're anointed, you don't need any of the earthly things to push you into ministry. When you are anointed, the anointing is the signature that the Lord puts behind your name to say, I am sending you into the world. And so go and make a difference. And this morning, I will ask this miracle that you saw. First, I would like to thank all the intercessors who prayed for us. Because without your prayers, we wouldn't be alive today. You know, last, like uh, one month ago, I mean, three weeks ago, we had to go, as you all know, we had to go to Sri Lanka. And before we went to Sri Lanka, the bombing already had happened. And so many of our friends said, you know, y'all need to be careful, you know, to think about it, go later. But we knew that the safest place is in the will of God. So we t- went on board and went to Chennai and we have to go to Sri Lanka now. And um, the pastors, you know, we kept saying, what's the situation there? And they said uh, to Felix, just three hours before we went to Sri Lanka, they said, you know, y'all don't come here because when everybody's leaving the country, you guys will be coming into the country and y'all need to have a, a proper reason to be here. And the whole city was under curfew. And uh, so we, we had to land in Colombo and then go into Candy and drive for six hours, which means every 30 minutes there would be a check post and you need to have a reason to be there. So they moved, they postponed the meetings. 
And then we went to the leper community and to the blind people. And the lepers in this particular place are completely outcast from the society. They cannot come into the city. You know, the, the Hindu people, you know, it's very dangerous for them. They will not come to that, any, even near that area. So these outcasts, when we went and gave the gospel, every single one of them received Jesus. And that Sunday morning, the miracle you just saw, you know, the Lord said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, all flesh. So there is no greater or lesser in the kingdom. There is no prophet, and prophet, evangelist, teacher. They're all different parts and different areas where God calls you. But the anointing is same. Salvation is free, but anointing is costly. And if you can receive the anointing and believe in the anointing, the impossible will become possible for you. So when we went into the service that Sunday morning, there were a lot of blind people. And this particular miracle was very new to me because normally in our crusades, you know, we do the altar call and pray for people and then they get healed. But this miracle happened during preaching the word of God. It, we didn't pray for that person. That lady was a Hindu who came to the meeting and she just sat there and asked this new God that she doesn't even know. She said, if you are real, can you please make my child walk? And, and she was sitting there just praying to this God. And next thing you know is that baby got down and started walking even without praying. What an amazing God we have. What a big God we have who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond all that we can ever ask or dream. So this morning, I want to talk to you about the anointing to serve. What is the anointing? According to Webster's Dictionary, it says, to apply oil to as a sacred rite, especially for consecration. But the anointing is more than just rubbing of oil. It's an impartation of unctions to one life to cause that one to carry out an assignment. When you're anointed, you know, William Booth, a great man of God, he said, I am not waiting on the move of God. I am the move of God. Hallelujah. When you're anointed, you are on fire for Jesus. And when you start spreading that fire, the, from you, the fire will go and light up the entire world. Bible says one will chase thousand, two will chase 10,000. And all we need to do this morning is catch the fire, catch the anointing and say, Lord, I want to make a difference in my generation. So why do we need the anointing? And we see in Isaiah chapter 61, Jesus talks about this. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, to release from darkness, release those in darkness from the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them crown of beauty, oil of gladness instead of mourning, and garment of praise in instead of despair. See friends, today many people, many churches look for gifted people. Gift will entertain you, but anointing will break the yoke. When you are anointed, you can change the lives of people. When you speak, when you sing, when you serve, no matter what capacity God calls you, when you are anointed, problems will be there. Your struggles will be there. Opposition will be there. But when you are anointed, the anointing of God will break the yoke. I've experienced this so many times in my life. When we used to go to Uganda, 
you know, uh, it's big crusades, outside crusade. And so, you know, many of our friends from here have been with us. And, you know, the, the sand is red in Africa. So your pulpit is right here. The stage is right here. And there are like thousands of people. I mean, if you all know one thing about Africa, that's the best place you want to sing. You just sing a song and they'll start dancing. They'll start praising. And I think the only person that didn't dance in that whole crowd was me and Felix. That's because we are Presbyterian. But, but... We had Bill and Nancy, man, they were bringing the roof down. Everybody, Steve, we're just dancing away. And so when there's thousands of people are dancing, you've got that red cloud of dust just rising up. And me and Hadassah and Elijah, all of us have asthma. And the moment this dust goes up, we can't breathe. And I'm not telling you guys, the next day, next three days, from morning till afternoon, till two o'clock, we are in emergency in the hospital, taking nebulizer, can't even breathe. And there are days like I would be coughing so bad, all of my friends can tell you that. And I'll be sitting in the car and I can't breathe, Felix. You gotta, you gotta preach today. And Felix says, oh, there are a lot of demons, they need you, Edith. You need to, you need to come up there. And you're not even gonna believe this. The moment I come and stand in the pulpit, I will be drugged up with nebulizer, but the moment I stand, the anointing of God will come. Friends, I cannot tell you how real this anointing is. In your weakness, God's strength will be manifested. The enemy will come and hinder you. The Bible says, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. My grace is sufficient for you. Once the anointing comes, there's an open heaven. The next thing you know, I, I can breathe for the next three hours. And here we are preaching the gospel. And I mean, my friends can tell you one time, this pastor started pulling all these women that were manifesting demons and just putting them in the pulpit, just lining up. And here you are preaching and there are 10 demons screaming at your feet. And you're like, Lord, what do you want to do? What, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to give that altar call? Do you want me to take care of the demon? And this is what the Lord said, Edith. Keep your cup overflowing. The anointing that is overflowing will take care of the demons. You keep preaching the gospel. Friends, the gospel of Jesus is real. The anointing is real. The Holy Spirit is real. There is nothing you and I can give to a hurting world. But when you lift the name of Jesus, when you lift up the cross of Jesus, when you proclaim Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You don't know the power that is in you, but demons that look at you know the power that's in you that's why they say she is dangerous to the kingdom of God she is dangerous why in Zechariah 2 verse 5 the Bible says I will be a wall of fire around you I will be a glory in your midst you can walk through danger it could be bombing around you there could be earthquakes around you but when you are with Jesus you are covered with the glory of God you are covered with the fire of God that's why Bible says when God is for you who can be against you hallelujah hallelujah what a mighty God we serve he's a great 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 big God and the devil is a small small devil he has no power unless what we give it to him friends salvation is free but anointing is costly but before every spectacular miracle there are th three things that need to happen number one there will be a huge problem number two there will be a process that you have to trust God. 
And number three, the promise will become a reality with explosion of miracles in our life. When we obey God, the obedience will unlock the miracles in your life. So even in the story we see, there is a huge problem. The problem is the woman's husband is a man of God and he died. And the children, the creditors want to take away the children. So she is in a desperate situation. Friends, let me tell you something. When you begin to love God, when you begin to serve God, when you begin to believe in God, it doesn't get easier. It gets harder and harder and harder because as you come into the threshold of what God has for you, God has to rip away every security from you. He has to rip away everything that can hinder from where he's taking you to the next level. That's why with less of me, more of Jesus. So if you are in the first today and you're thinking Lord everything friends are leaving me doors are closing people are misunderstanding me nobody wants me you are in the right place because in the right time because when you are down to nothing God is up to something in your life because Jesus does not need help he is able to take you and put you in the middle of where God wants you to be Sometimes God cuts you and shapes you because you need to fit a mold that only he can take you in. So thank God for the brokenness because in the brokenness, you produce the oil that's going to that's gonna bring so much of victory and glorious things in your life. So this woman has no plan B. Miracles happen when there is no plan B. So here she is. Lord, what do I do? My husband is not here. The world is coming for my son. What do I do? She didn't go to Facebook. And ask the people, what should I do? She didn't go to Instagram. She didn't go to all these social media. She went to the prophet. And she said, what must I do? Friends, this morning, when the world turns its back on you, you have a safe place at the feet of Jesus. The, your mother and father may forsake you, but Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even with everybody abandon you, I will hold your hand and take you through this. Before God can use you, he will break you. Before God can do something in you, he will do something. Through you, he will do something in you. Because we are living in a generation where only you can contribute what God has called you to do. Friends, you know the, the, the person um, uh, who made the iPad, you know, Steve Jobs. You know, he was one of the richest millionaires in the world. He had pancreatic cancer, but he could not buy one more day. One more day. He could have spent millions and brought the best doctor, but he couldn't add one more day. But you and I are sitting here. We are breathing. We are blessed. We have intelligence. We have ability. We have a safe country. We are blessed in so many ways. Why? Because Jesus needs you in your generation. You know, William Booth, the founder of Salvation Army, was asked this question. They said, what are the dangers that confront the coming century? And this is what he said. The chief danger that confront the century will be salvation without regeneration. Religion without the Holy Spirit, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, politics without God, and heaven without hell. He was prophetically speaking because you can be a church member, attend all the meetings, pray at the dinner table, listen to Christian music, and live a morally pure life. But if the heart remains ungenerated, we need to be saved because salvation is an experience. Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship 
relationship with the true and the living God. They that know their God will do great exploits. What is regeneration? Regeneration is the secret operation of the Holy Spirit whereby he imparts the spiritual light to a sinner, thereby enabling the sinner to repent and believe the gospel. Put it in a biblical language. Ezekiel 36, 26, God says, they are my children, and I want to give them a new heart and a new spirit. I will remove the heart of stone, and I will give you the heart of flesh. A.W. Tozer said, worship is no longer worship when it reflects the culture around us more than the Christ within us. Yes, friends, God is looking for a group of people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. There is a problem in our, in our culture today. Uh, the enemy is stealing our younger generation. You know, I have two kids that are teenagers and going to school and, and I'm into all these colleges and admission and, and so many uh, what we see going around today there's a, there's a whole generation that is rising up that do not know the Lord and the enemy is trying to capture the young children with philosophy and new age and, and bringing doubt about their faith. Friends, God need us. God need you. The creditors are coming for your children but if our children see the miracle, if they see the Bible says when you wake up and you sit down, talk to them about what I've done for you. There needs to be a testimony instilled in our children. Look what the Lord has done in my generation for me and he will do the same for you. Friends, we have a lot of problems today. We have the persecuted church around the world. Christians are being slaughtered everywhere. Kenya, India, you know, so many countries. God is saying, my people, called after my name. If you humble yourself and seek my face, I will bring revival to the land. Friends, today for ministry, we don't need titles. We don't need a job. We need the anointing of God. We need the passion of God. We now need our hearts to be broken for the things that break the heart of God. Because when we go to heaven, I'm not going to ha go heaven for a crown. I'm going to heaven for Jesus to tell me, well done, my good and faithful servant. God is looking for faithful people, not successful people. And if we say, Lord, take me, Lord, I'm not, I don't have it together. None of us have it together. We are all being transformed into the image of Jesus from glory to glory to glory. But we need a passion. We need our hearts to be broken for the things that break the heart of God. There was a man, great man of God called Bob Pierce. And this is what he said. He went to China and he saw so many thousands of people who did not know Jesus and he, they didn't even bother him. He was so cold, but he sat down on the bench and he was convicted. He said, Lord, you came to the world for God so loved the world that not one person must perish. Why is my heart so cold? He sat down on a bench and he began to cry and he said, Lord, let my heart break for the things that breaks your heart, Lord. When he began to pray, the anointing of the Holy Spirit begin to come on his head and begin to break his heart for China. And now today, because of his ministry, thousands of Chinese children are being, lives were changed because of the life of Bob Pierce. Friends, one man with God is a majority. One woman with God is a majority. Secondly, after the problem is the process. The greater the problem, the greater the victory. The anointing of God in your life will attract attacks. Because when you become a threat for the, for the Satan, he will do everything 
in your life to make you miserable or hinder your life. But the greater the opposition, greater the breakthrough. The greater the trial, greater. The only God can take that mess and make it into a message. Only he can take that test and make it into a testimony. He only he can, ta he can take the trial and make you into a, take it into a trial. We're going to talk about the process a little bit. You know, Benny Hinn was a great man of God. And he said, if you seek God like you sought him, when you have nothing, you can keep what you have. In other words, what he's saying, when we are going through trials and tribulation, we go to God and we are desperate for a miracle and desperate for God to use us. And then when life gets comfortable, we kind of become lukewarm. And, and he says, don't become lukewarm. If you seek the face of God, like every day, like you, you, you sought him when you had nothing, you will keep what you have. God wants to use what you have in your hand. The miracle is hidden within your problem. You do not have to look outside your miracle. When Jesus needed phylos and two fishes, it was in the crowd. When Jesus needed healing, it was in the crowd. When Jesus needed, when the oil needed to come, it was in the house. Your miracle is hidden in the process. You know, it's like every time you go near the honey, honey, you know, the honeybee stings you. The honeybee is stinging because there is honey hidden there. So wherever the honeybee is stinging, lean towards that area. Maybe you'll get a few stings, but you will end up with a pot full of honey. Because where there is honey, that's where the, the blessings of God are hidden. And in the process, I'm going to talk to you about Saul and David. Saul was doing his own thing, going behind a donkey. You know, here he goes to Samuel's house. And, you know, he ends up in Samuel, you all know the story. And Samuel tells him, Saul, as you are going, you are going to find this, this, this people that, he, you know, he, he prays for him, anoints him. And he says, as you're going, you'll meet this people that will bring a goat and a bread and a wine. Take it from them. And then you will come in contact with a few prophets that will come from the high place. And you will, when you join them, you will also start prophesying. And so everything happens exactly like Samuel says. And Saul, who is going behind a donkey, who is so afraid, who has no idea what is ahead of him, gets in contact with this group of prophets. Friends, anointing of God is not taught, it's caught. Prophetic gift is caught. It's how hungry you are. That's how much God can fill you. So here Saul goes and meets these prophets and the spirit of the Lord comes mightily upon him and he prophesies with him and he falls down. And this is a very beautiful verse I love in the Bible. Bible says, when Saul woke up, he was a changed man. God gave him a new heart. God gave him a new spirit. God gave him the kingdom. God gave him an assignment. God gave him everything. But there was one thing that Saul did that did not please God. He began to use his reasoning and logic and begin to hear the words of people. He became a people pleaser rather than pleasing God. And so he did not, you all know the story, he didn't kill the Amalekites, king and, you know, God took away the kingdom. And Samuel is grieving. And God says to Samuel, how long will you grieve? Get up, fill your horn with oil. I have someone else. Friends, today the kingdom is given to you. Mordecai said to Esther, if you don't go now, salvation for the Jews will come from somewhere else. But who knows, you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Friends, God is inviting us, inviting us to partner with him. 
to partner with the supernatural the beautiful thing about christianity it's not work oriented god has laid our entire life before us all we got to do is partner with the holy spirit and keep moving and keep moving as the cloud keeps moving you keep moving with jesus because great and mighty and wonderful things are in store for you and i remember one time you know i I'm, i came from a meeting and my brother asked me so were there any big miracles i said no um just some people got healed of headaches and backache and i just didn't think of anything i was eating breakfast when the holy spirit spoke to me he said can you heal headache can you heal stomach pain i said no lord i can the lord said celebrate even small things i do in your life because it's the holy spirit christ in you the hope of glory God wants to do the impossible through you and me. We are broken vessels, but when we yield to God, God can do the impossible. So Samuel takes the horn of oil and goes to the house of Jesse. And all these wonderful brothers who are qualified, big and strong and handsome, come and stand before him. And God says to Samuel, "Neither have I chosen these." But when David came, the Lord says, "Arise and anoint him, for this is the person." and Samuel says lord this boy and god says people see the face but i see the heart friend this morning it doesn't matter how messed up you are it doesn't matter what the world may say about you it doesn't matter what your bank account says about you it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you even our own weakness doesn't matter but when god says you are the one the anointing of god will fill you empower you to do the impossible possible in your life all you need to do this morning is surrender to the will of god say here i am lord use me and the bible says samuel anointed David in the presence of the of his brothers and since that day the power of God came so mightily on 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 David friends when we talk about the process we have to win small battles before we go to the big battles the anointing of when when David was in in the field one day a bear came one day a lion came he didn't use a rifle he didn't call 911 he didn't call the you know the the that you know the uh, it, people to come the army to come with his bare hands he fought the battle some of the times god allows a bear god allows a lion in our life because he's actually preparing you for the giant the giant is there in your life to bring out the david in you how many times I, i i don't have time to go into all this but i can tell you when we go to these nations it's life and death life and death you know when when we went to um, when we felix had just you know given baptism to hundreds of people in uganda i mean witches were getting healed baptized and it was an amazing time we came to kenya and when we we were very tired and the maid left the uh, hotel window open and when we woke up in the night we were covered with mosquitoes we didn't think anything of it then our eighth country on that trip was durban south africa and here i am sleeping my mom said you all need to have four days rest before you go to the next assignment so they put us in the middle of nowhere in a resort and here we are taking rest and sleeping and six o'clock in the evening you know the anointing of god comes and god says to me take felix to the emergency immediately and i'm like lord why we are just resting we nothing is wrong he said take him immediately so we go and to the emergency and the doctor says where are you coming from we said uh, kenya uganda and he said well i need to do some test on you and he did some test on felix and found out that you know the next day we were in a wedding and he said you need to come in immediately found out that he had the worst malaria from africa 
And so the next whole week, I had meetings back to back lined up. That Sunday, I have to preach in one of the biggest churches in Durban. And I wake up and Felix is having high fever. His eyes are bloodshot and it's not looking good at all. I'm like so, you know, uh, you know caught between the ministry and caught between taking Felix to the doctor. And, I'm, and my mom was still in the hotel. And so I'm walking to my mother's room to tell my mom, mom, preach instead of me today. I'm going to take Felix to the emergency because he ain't looking good at all. He's shivering and, and very high fever. And as I'm walking to my mother's room, the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And he said, how many times have you told people I will heal them? How many times have you seen me heal cancer? Why cannot you believe it for yourself? And then he said, are you going to cancel a meeting because of malaria? going to cancel a meeting? I am with you, Edith. Go and preach, and you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So me and Elijah took Felix, put him on the pickup truck, went to this big church. That day, I had no words to preach. I was so, you know, um, what do you say, like discouraged because he's very sick. And I'm thinking, that, I mean, my thought is going, man, what am I going to tell my mother-in-law? She's going to be so upset when, I, when, she, when she knows that I didn't take Felix to the hospital. But that morning, I just preached my heart out. And you know what? People just filled up the altar. And even before saying a word, many, many people got healed. And that was communion Sunday. And Elijah and the pastor took the communion to Felix in, in the office room. When I prayed for the last person, and, and when I came out of the church, Felix came out of the pastor's vestry totally healed. No fever, no malaria. There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the communion of Jesus. When God said it, just believe it and just do it and yield to the process and you will see the supernatural becoming natural in your life. When David stood before the giant, he didn't win the giant because he, he, was, uh, he could fight well, but he stood in front of the giant and said, you come with your sword and spear, but I come in the name of the Lord our God. When he put that slingshot, the Lord directed that stone exactly to go and hit the Goliath. And he was flat out. Friends, God wants to take you and I to the next level. Beth Moore said, sometimes we get a miracle, but sometimes we are the miracle. Friends, what is the process? To this widow, the, the prophet said, go and bring empty vessels. Bring empty vessel. That's all you need to do. You, do. you need a desperate miracle. What you have in the house, I only have a little bit of oil, few drops of oil. Well, for God, the few drops of oil is more than enough, more than enough. My dear friend, God can take that oil and do the impossible in your life. The prophet said, go bring empty vessel. Look around you today. How many empty vessels are there? When Jesus saw the multitude coming to the, to the, to the sermon on the mount, he said his heart was moved with compassion because they were like sheep without the shepherd. And he said to Peter, Peter, I don't care if you deny me. I don't care if you go away from me. I don't care what you do. Even if you feel you messed up, I'm coming after you because I have, I have promised you that upon you will I build my church. And there's only one thing I want you to do, Peter. Do you love me? 
do you love me friends today the qualification of a ministry is not a phd or a md or intelligence or ability or position it is can you love can you love you know i'm a woman in ministry and i support women in ministry but i'm telling you if you cannot love if you cannot have compassion if you cannot have empathy if you're not judgmental if you don't have humility do not come for ministry because you would need love love is a language that the world understands my friend and especially when you begin to move in the word of knowledge word of wisdom and prophetic gift when somebody stands in front of you you can see their entire heart but you got to see them through the love of Jesus you got to believe what god believes about them and this morning god is looking to see people and he's asking them do you can you love do you love me peter do you love me peter and peter says lord you know that i love you and jesus says to him then feed my sheep feed my sheep friends there are thousands of empty vessels looking for answers they are broken they are frustrated behind all the tommy hilfiger and lalf lauren and wonderful lipstick and chanel perfume is a heart that is crying out who will understand me who will listen to my story who can i go talk to friends today use your time to bring souls to jesus maybe you're saying i'm not perfect god is not looking for your perfection he is looking for for your availability he's not looking catherine kulman said god is not looking for silver vessels he's not looking for golden vessels but he is looking for yielded vessel and catherine kulman said little did i know how powerful i was until i surrendered myself completely to the will of god because when you surrender you jesus becomes everything in you the disciples who are not even educated when they began to preach with the power of god the world looked at them and said oh my goodness these people they are not educated how come they are so powerful and the world said because they have been with jesus the greatest compliment that you and i can receive is to say people to tell you that you have been with jesus finally promise of god when we obey god when we yield to god when we believe in god when we do what god tells us to do bible says in acts chapter 10 verse 38 how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power he went around doing good healing all who were oppressed of the devil this poor widow said lord i only have a little little bit of oil but when she brought those empty vessel and she started pouring the oil every vessel was filled friends when you do what you can do god steps in and does what you cannot do this morning there's an invitation giving to you it is supernatural in our own strength we cannot do you know this year alone we have traveled to so many countries more than 25 countries and we're getting ready next week to go to um, in a two weeks to go to latin america to panama and to el salvador culture different color different food different but is the anointing of god that is breaking the yoke friends when you preach the gospel you don't have to dress up the gospel because the gospel has the power to stand on its own you know if that you know that jesus loved and he gave one ministry to women especially there are many ministries but there's one ministry he gave the news of the resurrection to mary magdalene because if you want a news to spread fast you it's faster than in facebook faster than twitter faster than telephone tell a woman and women can talk 
And this morning, the resurrection news is given to you. He's saying, come, come, come and speak my word. Speak my word. Speak my word. I will do miracles in and through you. The anointing of God will break every yoke. God is looking for a group of people who will say yes to him. Only one qualification. Psalm chapter 23 verse 5 says, Thou anointest my cup with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Your brokenness can become a blessing if you let God do the mending. You know, my mom became a widow when she was 32 years old. She was converted from Hinduism. Before the age of 32, she lost her father, she lost her mother, she lost her brother, and she lost her husband. Her entire family, Hindu family, was in my daddy's funeral, asking, why did this God, why did this God allow this in your life? And my daddy's dead body was said, and God asked her as a question to my mother, will you still say, I'm a good God? On my dad's dead body, she gave this testimony. She said, I may not understand the way God takes me through, but I know this in my life, that all things work together for good to them that love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. And she said, I, God will not test me beyond my ability to bear. And she took two children. I was seven years old. My daddy died on my birthday. And she took my brother, who was three years old. All my mother had was a little bit of oil, last drop of oil. And she said, Lord, I'm giving my life to this nation of India for, with 1.2 billion people to preach the gospel. It has been 40 years since dad died, and she is still going, still going. Millions of people are receiving, coming to the gospel and being healed and delivered and set free. My dear friend, God is a promise-keeping God. He's a covenant-working God. This morning, would you say, Lord, use me, Lord. I'm tired of pleasing people. I'm tired of fitting in a mold. Friends, God has not called you to fit a mold. He's called you to stand out and see the glory of God in your life. Shall we stand up this morning? I want to pray for you that the anointing of God will break every yoke in your life. The anointing of God will do the impossible possible. The anointing of God will bring you into your calling. Everybody, every eye closed this morning. Would you lift up your hands to Jesus and say, Lord, I want to pour out my oil, Lord God. Lord, help me to know you more, Lord God. Help us to know the seasons and the timings that we are living in, Lord. Every eye closed and say, Lord, use me, Lord. Say to the Lord, use me. Lord, use me for your glory. Let there be miracles and signs and wonders in my life. Hallelujah, Lord. We bless your name, Father. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Father. We magnify your name. We lift up your name. Lord, there is none like you, Lord. Would you lift up your hand? Hallelujah, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of all praise. To you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Mighty God, all to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will 
love and trust him in his presence daily Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace. Now, Lord, as we've surrendered to you, do only what you can do, Father. We are broken vessels. We don't have it together, Lord. We acknowledge our uttermost inability to do anything on our own, O oh Lord. Apart from you, we can do nothing. But Lord, you need us in this generation. You need us to transform lives. You need our hands and feet to bring the lost into the kingdom, O oh Lord. So this morning I pray for those of my friends who have surrendered to you, Lord. I pray that the anointing of God will fill their hearts this morning, O oh Lord. Let their cup overflow, Lord God. I bind every work of Satan, Lord. Every hindrance that comes against their destiny, we cancel it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for the fire of God to surround them this morning. Holy Spirit, right now I pray the anointing of the Lord to break every yoke in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, those impossible mountains, we command them to be moved in the name of Jesus. It is not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, O oh Lord. All things are possible. And Lord, this morning, those who need healing in their bodies, Father, we pray for creative miracles to happen. Lord, we come against that cancer. We curse that cancer under the blood of Jesus. We release your healing over every single person of God that is crying out to you. Lord, we we pray for healing from diabetic, from heart problem, Lord, from cholesterol, from arthritis, back pain, neck pain, or rheumatoid arthritis. I command these diseases to be gone in the name of Jesus.
Jesus, most of all, Lord, people that need clarity in their life, those who are looking, Lord, what do you want me to do? I pray, Lord, that your voice will be louder than any other voice in their life, Father. Lord, bring us together. Bring unity, Lord. Bring expectation from you. Holy Spirit, move in our life like never before. Make the impossible possible. Lord, bless Pastor Steve, his family, Pastor Mark, Lord, Pastor, all of the pastors in our church, Lord. Bless them, Lord, and use KPC to bring many, many thousands of people into the kingdom of God. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the power, all the majesty, Lord, belong to you and you alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to the KPC podcast. For more messages and information, visit kpc.org.